All right, you can be crummy Universe A, and we'll be Universe 1. Or the Mongooses. That's a cool team name, the Fighting Mongooses. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 15, The Farnsworth Parabox. We also have with us today James from the podcast Unabashedly Obsessed. Welcome, James. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, we got Aaron on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now we've got James, so we've we've collect we've, we've got caught them all. We collected the set. <laughs> it's perfect. You've done it. Now, we did it. Now I can show you the the hidden treasure that that comes as your reward. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, it's just two podcast little... episodes. That's it. It's it's right there on the. Woo! Yeah, that's a treasure. Um, <laughs> more than than man can even know. Um. Uh. Welcome, James. I have a I have a quick question for you. Yes. W- what drew you to the Farnsworth Parabox? <clears throat> um, mostly, I would have to say it was the word Parabox because it was a little bit of the kind of like, whoa, are my eyes deceiving me? That's sh- that shouldn't be a B. And and yet and it is. I was like, you know, what what is this even gonna be or D? I'm not even sure. So like, um. Yeah, it was, uh, and I like paradoxes, so I thought maybe I'd like paraboxes too, and um, that was basically it. Okay. okay. Well, I, I suppose we're going to have to wait on testing that hypothesis of whether you did like the paraboxes or paradoxes in this episode. Yeah. Until grades. It's the whole scientific uh, theory, scientific method. That's what There's I'm looking the for. <laughs> it's a scientific method. You start out with a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. I like paradoxes, therefore do I like paraboxes? Right. And then you test it, and then you reveal it later in our grades segment. Right. Yeah, the test is talking about the episode. Right. Yeah. Excellent. It, just as just as Edison drew it up when he made up science. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Podcasting was very central to his whole <laughs> thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's weird because we thought podcasts were such an uh, a, a new medium it really is not Ooh, i need a way a to point. find a mattress that really that really suits my needs but how <laughs> i don't know if you're ever going to hear about those on a podcast <laughs> what about underpants casper what can i do but this does this does make me think of an important question. So there's that question that everybody asks. If you could have lunch with any person alive or dead, who would you have lunch with? I'm going to switch it up. If you could have any person on your podcast, alive or dead, who would you have on the podcast? Are we all answering or am I just answering? Because I'm a very special uh, we can, boy. We can, we can all answer. Okay. And that's fine. I mean, you are a very special boy, James. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yes, we could all answer. Um, I think probably Dessa. Um, okay. Right. She's super cool and nice, and I've met and talked with her a bunch of times, but like, I've never gotten to like record a conversation with her, and I think it'd be really fun to get her in a chair because she's super smart and also very witty and stuff, so probably Dessa. Yeah, you recommended one of her albums to me, and I actually really enjoyed it, so that's, I think that's a pretty good... Uh... Pretty good answer. Yeah, she, she, that is a pretty good answer. She just released a, a new album this year, and she just announced her East Coast tour. So I'm excited to uh, to see her uh, again this year. It's gonna be great. Work that podcast magic. Get her on unabashedly <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> True. Um, I will go on a similar vein and also keep it on brand for me. Uh, Weird Al. It's gonna be Weird Al forever. I feel like he would be good with the goof 'em ups that we do here. Yeah. No, I think I think that'd be legit. Um. I think for me, it would probably be Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Because dude was crazy smart and uh, just a really awesome guy. Sure. And it, I think it'd be... he Everything he would say would be way over my head. Okay. Uh, and I'm cool with that. I know that going in. Let me ask you. I have, I have a follow-up sort of twisted on you. Does your answer remain the same if you knew for a fact that at the end of the conversation, 
the person that you had on the show would get pissed and 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 leave. Oh it, no, I don't want to piss off Carl Sagan. Who would you have? Um, I mean, on your podcast, <laughs> like who would give the best podcast that you would be most be like worth it if you knew that at the end you would anger them enough for them to storm out? I guess it's the Mark Marin parabox. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a hard one. Wow, okay. Because um, I wouldn't want to piss off Weird Al. Right. Like, that's that's actually what made me think wanna, of it. <laughs> I, d- I really don't want to live in a world where I personally have pissed off Weird Al. That that seems like my, my own personal hell. Right. Right. I feel like maybe like Jason Bateman. <laughs> uh, Jason okay. Bateman, if you're listening, please tweet at Back to Futurama. <laughs> I feel like I, it would be worth it. We want you on the show. It'll be... Fine. It would be like you'd want you'd want it to you'd want to live stream it though because like the exasperated looks that Jason Bateman could get if you were guaranteed that you were going to elicit those from him would be <laughs> you'd get you'd get viewers just from that alone. You know what I mean? That's one heck of a Patreon live stream. <laughs> <laughs> baiting baiting Bateman would be like yes. <laughs> But you'd have, I, I suppose, I don't want to go too blue, but you'd have to make sure that you were very clear about what that tier meant and entailed and stuff. Cause. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And with, with that, we should probably get into the Futurama <laughs> bit of this podcast. Futurama podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. So, yeah, uh, like I said, we're talking about the Farnsworth Parabox. Uh, it starts out at Planet Express, where there's a lot of explosions coming from the lab. Everyone is ignoring them. <laughs> Uh, Fry is asking out Leela again, very loudly, to you know compensate for all the explosions. <laughs> it's kind of like how we record over a giant explosion factory, although that's what it sounds like outside most of the time. Right, right, yeah. That you got to work with what you with what you're given, I guess. Leela's coming up with all so- sorts of excuses, and the one she settles on right as the the explosions die down is she screams, "I have sweaty boot rash." Amy and me is like, yeah, why do you think I'm sitting over here out of the stink zone? Which which implies to me that, that Fry has gone into the stink zone and didn't worry about it. Look, when you love somebody. When a man loves a woman. When a man <laughs> loves a woman. Here he appreciates even her stinky feet. Now, is, is stinky boot sweat worse than like... N- I guess I'm never mind. Yes, of course it's worse. It's stinky. Never mind. I I rescind my question. Okay. <laughs> the rest I'm not of my even going to I'm not even going to ask. The professor comes in, he's like, "Good news, everyone. I'm technically still alive." And uh he explains that he he had this experiment where he created this box. He's not really sure what's in the box, but we know this much. It almost killed him. It's a yellow box, and uh, he doesn't really know what's in it, and he keeps hitting everyone with a hammer when they try to touch it. And they also need to dispose it by throwing it directly into the sun. The The sound of the hammer hitting Zoidberg's head was one of the more disturbing uh, Foley work that I've ever, I've ever heard in my life. And, you know, right? props to them, but, like, <laughs> I have to imagine they no, actually Foley's used a... right. Foley's to them, uh, Ace Foley to them, <laughs> Axel Foley to them, Ace Foley. <laughs> Ace Foley is J- Jim Carrey's dream dream movie collaboration, but uh, probably not going to happen at this point. Maybe. Uh, no, I I agree that because like he's hitting Zoidberg in the claw, and it's I mean I'm not going to say the sound of hitting a lobster in the claw with a hammer. Is gonna be a good sound, right? But then he hits him in the head, and it's this very just disturbing sound. Like it has to be that that the foley artist hit like a crab, broke open a crab with a hammer. I mean, like it's it's almost that's almost too easy. It feels like because that was exactly the sound that that was made, and that's that's the 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 sign of a good foley artist killing crabs. Well, he doesn't have to be killed. Like it might have already died. You might have cooked it. Okay, fair point. <laughs> I don't know why I assumed the crab had to be alive for this. <laughs> you that get seems that. like irresponsible foley work. <laughs> don't, yeah, that. Uh, although you know, if you really want that that sound of the blood circulating underneath the fractured skull, you only can have live crabs. I don't know how that is crab fair. circulation works, or even 
like what if crabs have skulls <laughs> or whatever. So I guess I don't know. It's it's, it's the, something we'll never know. Science still needs to see if I had Science uh, is still out on this one. Yeah, if if I had Carl Sagan on this podcast, maybe he could <laughs> tell me how crabs work. I think he would probably and again, you'd have to be very very clear about what you meant with the question, but I think that he could probably enlighten you either way. It's true. I have a feeling he'd just tell you that they're made of star stuff and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, they, uh, uh, the, the, sorry, I lost my notes talking about Carl Sagan and crabs. (laughs) Um, whoa. You know, um, when I picture Carl Sagan in my head, I picture Will Ferrell playing Harry Carey. Um, (laughs) and I don't know, I'm not sure really what Carl Sagan looks like, but in my head he has wild white hair and kind of a, you know. Look on his okay. face. A, a wild glare <laughs> yeah, and is it, asking people if they if they were a hot dog, they'd eat th- would they eat themselves? Right. Stuff like that. Nailed it. The big question. <laughs> um so yeah, the the professor's like, Yeah, you're all forbid- forbidden to look in this box. Pretty tantalizing though. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the jerk move of being like, but look how beautiful it looks. You wouldn't want to look inside, would you? <laughs> Leela is tasked to guard the box. Um and Hermes is like uh, here, here's a gun. Use it to shoot those guys. <laughs> if they look into the box? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> it's true. I just like how Hermes is incredibly callous <laughs> in this entire episode. This whole episode is a good Hermes episode. <laughs> it's it's very good. He's yeah. not in a lot of it, but when he's there, it's real good. I don't always watch Hermes, but when I do, I enjoy it. Isn't it cool that Hermes works for a courier service? I think that's really nice. Oh, I think Mike has this uh, very mind blown <laughs> sort of expression on his face right now. I don't know what to say. I didn't even think of that. Well, you know. But see, you can also take it the other way where he's the bureaucrat and everything is slow in bureaucracy. Yeah. So it's like the anti Hermes. Right. Oh. There's a lot of wordplay. He's the yin and the yang. All un- unto himself. And then there's that handbag maker, Hermes. And I don't even know, you know, anything. Uh, I mean, my mind was blown, but I think you lost me on that one. <laughs> it's spelled the same as the thing. The joke is in, in the visual. Uh, and so Fry and Bender are scheming up ways to find what's in the box. And uh, they crawl into a steam vent. It's sort of their their normal move at this point. It's true. Fry doesn't complain that it's full of steam. He does complain that the butter in his pocket is melting because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. I have many questions. I have, I have one thing. I have a question too, and I feel like the question is: do, Isn't butter the best format to carry? Some like I feel like butter. Like what? What is you know? It's silly that he has butter in his pocket, but like, what do we expect him to have? Margarine? Like I think that butter in stick form is like the most efficient way to do that. Right, because we I mean, all, we are also assuming it's a stick of butter. It could just be a pack. Oh, that's it could true. Be a, that's true. A tub. Yeah. There's a lot of. Th- this, See, is this is raising more questions than it's answering. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I have a lot of questions about the butter in his pocket, or is he just excited to see me? Right. You know, and if it was margarine, no, 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 no. Never mind. I feel like we now have a segment where, which is just James aborted jokes. <laughs> uh, uh, the good old Jadge section. That's good. That sounds that sounds horrible. I'm so sorry. <laughs> come come for the Futurama, stay for the Jadge. Is that is that something? Can we, should I oh, hold on? I'll pull up Cafe Press. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, let's, let's put it. Let's, let's put, a put that on, on some it. t-shirts. Um, <laughs> nailed it. We needed some merch. Now we got it. And you can download that. Wait, no, don't download it. It's actual <laughs> physical objects. You wouldn't download a car, would you? <laughs> I, if I could download a car, I absolutely would. <laughs> I, wanna... I mean, that's what 3D printing's all about, I mean, right? Yeah. You download... Some, someone saw that commercial or that advertisement for not stealing stuff and uh, definitely got the wrong message. And then they invented 3D printing and revolutionized the entire industry. That's right. And that good, man good job. or woman was Thomas Edison. You know, it's, it's weird. Actually, Tom, all of Thomas Edison's inventions were based on people saying you wouldn't you wouldn't illuminate a whole room, would you? 
you wouldn't record the human voice, would you? That's why they call old Thomas Thomas Edison old Wood Eye. Because he, this is my favorite. He lost Edison his eye in, a, in a, a hook accident, but that's that's so. They they climb through the vents <laughs> and uh, they manage to steal the box. And uh, because Leela is just sleeping, sleeping in the corner, and they take the box and find that it is full of tangled up Christmas lights and unlabeled booze in a wide, wide mouth, mouth too. <laughs> Sorry, but then it turns out that it was actually a decoy box. Um, Leela was sitting on the box the whole time and hiding it, and uh, she's a little tempted because you know she's the one giving up her evening to to guard this box uh but she resists up until you know 6 a.m she goes to get some coffee chunky chicken style uh-huh yep that's a thing um and then she's like hmm tell you what i'll flip a coin heads i'll look tails i won't and then she flips it and it comes up heads and she gets really excited and then she's like well okay then i mean i promised the coin i would <laughs> Which, when you think about it, <laughs> flipping a coin is promising a coin that you will do something. Now, or won't do something. Uh, gents, I, I have to say, uh, I promised the coin I would is such an encapsulation of kind of how I live my my just whole life. And if Aaron, my co-host, is listening to this show right now, first of all, hi, Aaron. And second of all, uh, she's nodding her head vigorously because she knows that... that <laughs> obeying the random number generator is like sort of my whole lifestyle. And uh, so I definitely identified with Leela in this, in this particular instance of promising the coin. I've, I've got two things. First, I'm glad that's where that went instead of saying that's your legal defense, (laughs) Um, because that's where I thought that was going. Um, Well, your honor, I promised the coin I would. The case for Yoser. State of Virginia <laughs> versus random.org. Um. <laughs> Second, um, one of the best Twitch streams I ever had was I played Mega Man 2, but I did the boss orders randomly by rolling a D8. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, I get that. I get that That giving your life over to the random number generator. Yeah. The, the, the coin comes up heads. She promised the coin she would, so she looks in the box. It's deeper than a box should be, and then she just falls into it, and then falls back out of the box, except now it's blue, for some reason, that we might be getting to momentarily. Probably a lighting thing. Yeah, it's just different (laughs) lighting. Weird lighting in (laughs) this moment. (laughs) So she pops out of it, Fry and Bender walk in, and they look different. Uh, Fry's got black hair and a green jacket, and Bender is solid gold. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm not going to say solid gold. That'd be a very heavy robot. He's probably just gold plated. Uh huh. But he's definitely very shiny. He's very shiny, and he's got a glorious golden ass. Ass, yeah. Uh, the professor then comes in and definitely has a like a, a scar all the way around his head, uh, and starts complaining about Leela dyeing her hair. She's like, "No, I've I've always looked this way." And they're like, "No, that's how you always look." And they point at a duplicate Leela with like bright pink hair. And then um Yeah, Bender's like secret twin, Gold Bender, excuse me. He's like secret twin, uh clone, taking all bets. There was he a also, third option. Yeah, I don't remember what it was secret off the top twin, of my clone, head. Secret twin, clone or ro- cyborg impersonator? Something like robot. Yeah. Uh, but one thing important, he also has video poker. It's true. true. Um, also, so that's, uh, I mean, the, really, when you get down to it. Yeah. The professor has one of my favorite lines, which is, um, uh, women always dyeing their hair when they shouldn't be looking into boxes. Which is... <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, it's, I feel like that really encapsulates it. It, it encapsulates women to a T. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've often said that about the women in my life. Why <laughs> why did you dye your hair instead of not looking in a box? <laughs> to be fair though, if she does dye her hair, she's actively not looking in the box because dyeing hair is a process. D- hair dye comes in a box. That's though. true. Oh, what, are you gonna oh, reach no. blindly into that box? You don't know what color you're gonna right? get. Oh, but so then you're saying the professor's saying don't look at any box ever. Right. 
he he just he says that they shouldn't be looking in boxes. Yeah. Okay. Because because the article is d- I, I now I now I'm because conf- it seems like he's like don't look in the box, but now don't look in any boxes. Well, it's yeah, like but the d- line- safe than sorry probably. Right. You never know what box is going to hold a parallel dimension. I've fell into a couple this very day, my friend. <laughs> I mean, happens to the best of us. Fry also thinks that it's a, a man in a Leela costume. <laughs> and so when when the original Leela, OG Leela, if you will, uh, talks, he's like, you shut up, sir. <laughs> okay, that is pretty, pretty funny. Uh, we do, uh, we're getting very close to the period where we need to kind of, all three of us decide how we're going to refer to these characters. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're skipping ahead a little bit, but they say that the the original ones that we know and love are Universe A, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole thing where they're like, this place can be Universe B, and then they decide instead they'll be Universe 1 or the Mongooses. Right. The, the fighting Mongooses. So I chose in my notes to refer to them as character dash a or character dash m for mongooses of course uh-huh okay um we'll go with that also i have a great story about that because i know a guy let's go whose whose name is mike he's not the mike i'm sitting with right now he has the same name as me um well and that's that's relevant because uh, a co-worker of his um when they were all starting up they were all introducing themselves, and there were two different mics. And so he points to one, and he's like, "We'll call you Mike A, and we'll call you the Mongoose." And the <laughs> nickname stuck. I knew him as the Mongoose for years before I knew him as as Mike. That's pretty terrific. So that's so it's pretty good. So I've always really loved the the Mongoose uh, thing. It's a very good. It's a very good joke. I love it too. That, that is um, a, so, it is an excellent, excellent joke. So yeah, we can go with um, character A and character mongoose. Right, sounds good. Okay, perfect. That won't be confusing at all. Professor mongoose. <laughs> okay, this makes it even better. <laughs> yeah, this time. he uh, he realizes <laughs> that he created a parallel universe, um, and when you create a parallel universe, they're almost always evil. So he sends Leela Mongoose <laughs> to the parallel universe, to universe A. Um, and Leela A says, okay, they're not evil, but they are jerks. Don't get confused. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Um, Leela Mongoose. This is going to be a tough episode to get through. <laughs> Leela Mongoose jumps into the box and then uh, is like, come out with your hands up. And all of the uh, uh, Planet Express crew from Universe A pops out, with the exception of Hermes. Mm. And uh, yeah, everybody's sort of reacting because, you know, like you do when you stumble into a parallel universe. Sorry, not stumble. Get brought to a parallel universe at gunpoint. Sure. Uh I mean, like, there's arguments about who created the universe. The Leela's attempt to fight, but they just kind of fly into each other, leading to one of the best lines in Futurama, period. Now, now, perfectly sl- symmetrical violence never solved anything. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you got you got you to gotta appreciate the accuracy of that statement. It's very true. Oh, yes. And then, so they're sitting around the table. This is where they have the conversation about naming the different universes. Um, and yeah, Fry is like, or we can be the mongooses, <laughs> the fighting mongooses. That's a cool name. <laughs> He's not wrong. It's a pretty good name. It's yeah, it's pretty good. Um, you yeah, know, I gave it a B overall. Oh, <laughs> is this early grades? It's mongoose grades. Ooh, parallel universe grades. <laughs> so, uh, they're sitting around and they're trying to figure out why... Uh, Leela A looked in the box, but Leela Mongoose didn't. And uh, she explains that she flipped this coin, came up head, so she looked. And then the other one says, well, she flipped a coin, came up tail, so she didn't. So it turns out the entire difference of these universes is based on the fact that coin flips come out opposite of how they do 
between the other universe. That also explains why Bender in this universe, Bender, excuse me, Bender Mongoose is gold and Bender A is silver. Right. Because he flipped a coin to figure out his finish. Bender Mongoose. I hardly know her Mongoose. Hmm. Well, well, Ben. Hmm. And then I built the Super Collider. So they decide that everybody should watch their parallel selves to make sure that they're not evil. And that's it's at that point we find out that Mr. and Mrs. Fry and Leela Mongoose uh-huh. are married. Oh, oh, clearly. The Mongooses, <laughs> the, uh, of course. Uh-huh. Please call me Fry. Mr. Mongoose was my father. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, this shouldn't tickle me in the way that it does, but it does. Um, but yeah, so they they we find out that they've got a date tonight because um, they they're married, and uh, so they they go out to dinner at Elzar's. Uh, the, it they ask, well, how did you guys get together? And uh, Leela Mongoose is like. Uh, I'd, I'd used to make up all these crazy excuses, and one night when Fry asked me out, the only excuse I could think of would involve ghosts. <laughs> so she did what she always does. Flip, she flipped a coin, came up heads, they went out. One year later, he gave her a diamond scrunchie, and they were married. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything about the story is amazing. Especially when, when Fry A is like, so the ghost story wasn't real either? <laughs> and then he says... And a year later, I was at a Neil Diamond concert, and I got beat up by a guy named Scrunchy, <laughs> which should work. And if you don't think about it, it works. And then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. Neil Diamond doesn't perform. Maybe he does in the year 3003. Maybe it's the head of Neil Diamond. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because we're watching it, int- we're basically looking into a box into an alternate universe set a, a thousand years into the Maybe future. Maybe the other difference. Every television is a box into an alternate universe, you guys. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe the other difference between universes is that in this one, Neil Diamond is immortal. Uh huh. Ooh. He flipped you know, a coin I, and it, said, Should I be immortal? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I feel like if we're going to continue to have this conversation, <laughs> I need to. Uh, <clears throat> To get some Doritos and uh, he he met um, notable vampire Edward Cullen and he was like, "Sup, Neil Diamond, you want to be immortal?" And then yeah, Neil Diamond flipped a coin, which is where that song "Shine Bright Like a Diamond" came from. It was yeah, about Neil exactly. Diamond, it all, the vampire. It all makes sense. I mean, when you really when you put it all on the table, of course, <laughs> it just leads one to another. Those yeah. weren't sparkly jackets he was wearing on stage. That was just his own skin. His own black sparkly skin. We've jumped into the body horror corner. So we we also get some uh, views into other the the other parallel camaraderie. The benders are actually hitting it off pretty well. Mm-hmm. The moment one of them is like, "Hey, we should go hit a strip club." Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they hug and steal each other's wallets. Um, As you do. Amy thinks that her twin, her parallel. Uh, counterpart is evil because they're using the wrong color of nail polish. Mm-hmm. Right. The professors sort of have this weird uh, fight over the uh, chandelier mostat. <laughs> and uh, then they kind of bond over the fact that the reason one has the professor mongoose has the scar is that he flipped a coin to see if he should operate on his own brain and it came up heads. So he did. Of all the most appropriate heads choices to make is the lobotomy. The lobot- I mean, you wouldn't right. make that tails. No, that's, that's a whole different surgery. Right. <laughs> but anyways. Um... The best part is that joke wasn't even that funny, but Mike just died over here. <laughs> I, I'm just, I've just got the giggles tonight, I think. Um, and that's a good thing for the podcast, I think. I think so, too. The Zoidbergs are hanging out in a trash can um, and lying to each other about what they do. Uh, Zoidberg Mongoose says that he is uh, he designs fancy mansions and then lives in them. I mean, a good job if you can get it. Yeah. It's a pretty good job, yeah. They both are like, no, we're both frauds, whatever. But if we had that 
box everyone's so obsessed with, then Zoidberg would be king. When when I when I was going to be on this show, I half I half uh, was tempted to to answer your like. So tell us about yourself by saying, "Don't look into it." But I'm a very successful podcaster. Um, <laughs> but I feel like maybe that joke for those that aren't familiar with the episode and that one line would maybe be lost. Um, it, sh- it should also be noted that the uh, professor hid the box mm-hmm. uh, so that nobody could return to their universe until it was decided whether or not they were evil. Right. But Zoidberg Mongoose knows where the professor hid the box. Ooh. He even, I love his delivery of it because he's like, perhaps a certain blue lobster knows where he hid the box. <laughs> Because he's a blue lobster in this universe, for some reason. I don't know how coin flips play into this. <laughs> I don't know either. Well, it has to be from the beginning of time. So, like, evolutionary Ooh. stuff was decided by coins, too. Okay. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> the, the, the first time uh, a fish walked on, on the, uh, the land, it was like, am I going to do this? Flip. Nope. Yeah. Back into the water. <laughs> Back into the water I go. Meanwhile, a blue fish was like, yeah. I'm, I'm is a- that what one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish is about? Uh-huh. One can only assume. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Because well, we <laughs> honestly can't read that book. Dr. Seuss. No. Futurama prophet. They are all back in the Planet Express building. Um, and the good news is that... After consulting the scriptures, they've realized none of them are evil. <laughs> yes, the real good news is the Bible. <laughs> and so they're like, all right, we can return back to, or we can, you can return back to your dimension, universe, excuse me. At that point, Hermes Mongoose comes in and uh, is like, hey, why aren't you guys destroying that, uh, throwing that box into the sun? It's like my granny always said, if you want a box hurled into the sun, you've got to do it yourself. Um, he doesn't seem to care when it's like Lila's like, do you notice do you care about the other why everybody's duplicated? No. <laughs> okay. I'm also realizing um way too late that my senior quote should have been if you want a box hurled into the sun, you've got to do it yourself. <laughs> it would have been a very good one. It would have been very good. You know, but but you just because you made the mistake then, don't don't let it drag you down now. You can use that quote many times. Yeah, don't yeah. dwell on it. Don't think about how much better your life would have been if that had been your senior quote. Don't think about that. Don't think about the riches you'd have and the, <laughs> the success and the confidence. The shoes. My God, the shoes. <laughs> yeah, but you know, when it came down to it, I flipped a coin and it came up <laughs> tails, so I didn't... So you quoted Put that as my s- M- Miles Tails. Ooh. Yep. Last name. Mongoose. Yep. <laughs> Mongoose is good too. Now, uh, do we have a quote for Miles Tails Mongoose slash Prower? Uh, it's probably like, Sonic, go faster. <laughs> <laughs> what horrible genetic would... experiment am I that I have two tails? Something like that. Probably. <laughs> how does this allow me to hover? I don't understand. How am I flying? best senior quote ever <laughs> actually oh, i did i did have a, a guy in my senior class whose uh senior quote was the worst part about king kong walking down your street is the children looking up and seeing that giant genitalia wow <laughs> yep that made it into the yearbook <laughs> it made it in <laughs> and that young man i don't know thomas edison like, not, i don't know i guess Tom, another thomas, yeah, thomas edison, edison. <laughs> So they they realize at this point that that means that Hermes A has to be right now taking that box and getting ready to hurl it into the sun. So they run off to get the box, but uh, the professor had hit it in the coelacanth tank. Yes. And uh, it's no longer there because only a crazy blue lobster would look there. <laughs> it's true. Meanwhile, we, the, the, the viewer of the television show, mm-hmm. we get to watch... Hermes A, as he brings the box to the sun uh, uh, and uh, starts checking off his box destruction checklist. Gotta have that checklist. You know, box, check. Sun, oh, that's a big check. (laughs) Yeah, the, uh, turns out that 
Zoidberg Mongoose has the box. He's sitting there like a king uh, with a slurm cup on his head and just covered in toilet paper for some reason. How? What does your kingly robe look like? I mean, it's toilet paper, but it's the good stuff. Oh. <laughs> well, Zoidberg can't get the good stuff. He's Zoidberg. So yeah, they they have no idea where the the Zoidbergs ran off with the box, and so the professor's scheme is to build a bunch more boxes with other universes in it because one of those clearly has to have their universe in it, right? Uh-huh. Um, and uh, the because uh, you know they're worried that their box is going to be thrown into the sun and everyone's destroyed, and then one of the dumbest yet best jokes in all of Futurama happens where Bender the Benders are like I'm not scared because I finally met somebody who <laughs> who I love as much as me and then they're like it's like I always say make new friends but keep the old one is silver the other's and, gold and they start crying and, <laughs> and hugging it's such a weird like forced in <laughs> joke that I love every single time it's so good um, I I, li- I love the idea of that kind of joke being like, why Bender's gold? Like, we have to have Bender be something. Let's have him be gold because then we can make this joke in right. the third act. And yeah. right, they're, I, they're all just like, you know, templing their hands together in anticipation of this stupid joke that's amazing and stupid. Right. Yeah, I I do kind of want to see the the whole writing process of that joke. Like, was it, is it the reason Bender is gold or like last minute were they like, oh, oh, you know what we can do here? Let's do this because it could be either one. Yeah. And either one is fa- fantastic. Yeah. Um, so there's a whole bunch of boxes now filled with other universes. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really enjoy is the way they, tr- they crank this machine going. What looks like the old uh, nose machine from, mm-hmm. a, uh, from an older episode and they crank it on and then both professors are like making these weird noises and body <laughs> movements in recoil away from the machine, uh-huh. even though they've designed it and created it and stuff. I love that. It's so it's bizarre. Good. But yeah, so now they've got all these boxes that are uh, have different universes in them. They're checking them all out. One is so cold, Fry's head comes out as an ice cube. Sure. One uh, has just all women, so the professor comes out with a bunch of like lipstick marks on his head. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermes gets one stuck on his quote fat head. Hermes and... mongoose. Yes. Well, because Hermes A is not there. That's fair. He's throwing universe mongoose into the sun. Uh, that's also true. As at this point, the Zoidbergs walk in with the box, and everybody's like, "Get him!" And so they jump into one of the boxes one of the other boxes in right. the room box number 25 well, they, they they don't they back into a box and it falls on Zoidberg yes, yes that's correct a on like a bookshelf mm-hmm. yeah cuz they've all put and they've labeled them all i assume there's some sort of logbook somewhere my anxiety is starting to go down and then the boxes all fall in disarray and then it's just like you know. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, um, because yeah, when uh, Zoidberg Mongoose goes in, he kind of uh scuttles around and uh, knocks all the other ones off. So they don't know which box they went into. They weren't looking for the number like Mike was, and so oh, I I was like eagle eye, like pause. Okay, which one was it? It was twenty five. All right. So I know how to get. I know how to get the Zoidbergs. They never. They never asked me. <laughs> Clearly, they flipped a coin and it came up tails. Ah! So. We couldn't possibly find the Zoidbergs, can you? <laughs> <laughs> the the crappiest two-parter ever. They all grab some wire uh, that's on these like spools so mm-hmm. that they know how to get back to their own universe. The professor always has various lengths of wire. True. It's, it's well-established canon at this point. Mm-hmm. So they grab some wire and then jump into different boxes to try to track down the Zoidbergs. Then we get this little, I'm not even going to call it a montage. There's no montage music. But they go to a number of universes. They go to the eyeless universe where just nobody has any eyes. They didn't see anything ever. They go to giant bobblehead universe. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of cranky bobblehead too. Like, Yeah, they're kind of jerks in bobblehead universe. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, I'd be kind of cranky if I was a bobblehead, too. Like, I get cranky when I'm hangry. I don't even want to imagine what it'd be like when I'm literally a giant bobblehead. Like, the sinus pressure alone. Right? And you might also be hangry. I mean. Right. Um, They go to Robot Universe, where the robot Fry asks Leela out. She responds with, access denied. (laughs) And then his head explodes. They go to Universe 17, but the 17 is in Roman numerals. And, uh... Everything is all like ancient Rome. The professor is in a toga and he's speaking Latin. Mm-hmm. Finally, they uh, the Zoidbergs end up in universe 420. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's the weed number. <laughs> that is the weed number. That's a good eye there, James. <laughs> My mind just got blown. <laughs> anyway, more about this universe. Everybody's a hippie. Everybody's a hippie. There are no other boxes. Uh, the professor is uh, just a hippie talking about how like everything's somewhere, man. <laughs> um, I mean, if you think about it, it's right, but also super not helpful. Right. Also, um, hippie Amy calls him Professor Freaksworth, which I always really enjoyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like when Matt Groening properties make fun of hippies because Matt Groening was such a gigantic hippie. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I mean, you write what you know. <laughs> right. And then, uh, so they managed to corner the Zoidbergs in Universe 420 because there's no other boxes for them to run through. Um, oh, I also forgot to mention the mean, the whole time the Benders are just pillaging from Pirate Universe and Leprechaun Universe. Oh, yes. And... It almost goes without saying. Right. They corner the Zoidbergs in Universe 420 and uh, manage to... Uh, get the box from them, and and everybody pulls on their wire and gets pulled back into Universe Mongoose. Pretty violently. Which also, Universe Mongoose sounds like the worst theme part. (laughs) Especially for Cobras. Especially for Cobras. James has got the right idea. Mm -hmm. Is that how that new Karate Kid movie is going to work out? I don't know. Well, if Dan, if Daniel Larusso starts a starts a mongoose karate academy, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> I'm into it. But Johnny will probably just shoot him. Oh, that's. Hmm. I'm less into that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'll hold my verdict until I watch it. But well, I do want some mongooses to show up. It just seems Act Three is going to be very short. <laughs> Act One and Two will be compressed into, and yeah, so it just seems very short. So they. Manage to find the box. Um, they go back to um, Universe Mongoose. And at that point, um, everybody jumps into the box containing Universe A. And the box is literally in the ejection chute uh, on the Planet Express ship. Hermes is seconds away from pushing the button. And then he watches everybody else <laughs> in the Planet Express company pop out in <laughs> doubles. Yeah. And uh, the professor's like, Hermes, for the love of God, don't press that button. And in my, one of my favorite Hermes moments, he just he looks at the button. He looks at the professor just back and forth. And he's like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I, I love this, like, Hermes, like, yeah, I could probably kill all my coworkers. Yeah, but not today. Mm-hmm. That means, you know, he's always plotting it. Oh, of I course. mean, he's a bureaucrat. He's got plans for this. It's true. It's probably doing it this way is too much paperwork. Right. <laughs> right. No, it's not enough paperwork. He loves paperwork. Oh, that's right. It's mm-hmm. not the optimal level, whatever that level is. The brief he's going to file to get them all executed is going to be resplendent. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be pretty mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. So they all go back to Planet Express A and say goodbye to their uh, counterparts. So as he watches his parallel self married to parallel Leela kiss as they go through this box, uh, Fry's like, hey, so if you're not doing anything, you want to you maybe go out later. And Leela flips a coin. And then without looking at it, she's like, you know what? Let's just say it's heads. She also never clearly defined what heads was. So like. What does that even mean? I do think it's pretty well established that that Leela's uh, universally say heads is yes. Oh, okay, I see. Like a yeah. head nodding. Yeah. Ooh, I like sure. that. That that puts it in. It makes it very clear for me, James. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. 
But also, see, I like this because I once read a thing that was like, if you're having trouble making up your mind, flip a coin because for the moment that coin is in the air, you will know what you want. I do this. Right. And so I feel like Leela is doing this where she's like, all right, like I'll flip a coin and then it flips and she's like, all right, you know what? Yeah. Because like I saw Leela Mongoose and Fry Mongoose in a very happy marriage, Diamond Scrunchies. She was very excited about that Diamond Scrunchie. So like in that moment, she was like, all right, yeah. The professors each reach into the box and then do this weird pulling thing, which is he describes as a space-time eversion. Uh-huh. Um, sure. And so they have a box containing their own universe. <laughs> that sequence is also really weird to watch frame by frame. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Because when you sort of just watch it all happen, it's like, okay, that was weird. But when you watch it frame by frame, it's like, how did... What the... I don't... Where did that... <laughs> Okay, then that made any sense. You have so many questions that you have to jump off the question immediately to start asking another mm-hmm. question. Today's guest animator, MC Escher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would totally watch cartoons by MC Escher, though. That'd be amazing. That'd yeah. be pretty good, yeah. Also, um, he's a great DJ. MC- well, isn't he a better MC? Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm packing my bindle and walking down the road. That's... That's fine. I, um, that's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a wonderful uh, show for you tonight. Uh, I am MC Escher. We have a great show. Um, um, one of my favorite... Um, the, hold on. I, I need to bring up Fuller House for a sec. Um, <laughs> okay. So on the show, if, if This Fuller is part House, of his contract, so we have to let him do this. Um, Fuller House uh, is a reunion sequel to the show Fuller House. And in the show Fuller House, Stephanie Tanner... Uh, is a musician who goes by the name DJ Tanner, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing piece of writing in an otherwise sort of not amazing show. But I love whoever came up with the idea that she would go by DJ Tanner, which is the name of her sister. That's pretty clever. I like that. It is. So yeah, they they now have this box containing their own universe. The professor goes on this whole speech about how we have to treat it like the most precious thing because everyone you know, and everyone who has ever existed and ever will exist is in this box. And then in the very next scene, Fry walks into the living room and sits on it to watch TV and everything gets all stretched out. And then it hits the credits. And that means it's time for... Grades. I'm a little bit on the on the fence on this one. I think I'm going to flip a coin. All right, hold on one sec. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, B plus. I'd give this a B plus. Okay. All right, solid. Any any specific uh, thoughts as to why or just straight I, up the I, I coin? Think, you promised the coin, you'd say a B plus. <laughs> I promised the coin, I'd say a B plus. Um, I think that it it was good. It wasn't... It was kind of like a... You know, there were no real like outside characters. So that was good. Like I always like a show when a show does sort of like a well, don't they call that a box episode? <laughs> Do they call that a box episode? What it's, am I, it's a bottle episode. Bottle <laughs> episode. There we go. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, I like those episodes. I felt like this one had a couple of like weird jokes in it that sort of I was like, I mean, I guess, but like it wasn't like oh my god, blowing my mind with like the amazing wit and more like. Wow, I can't believe they just put in the the real good news is the Bible and just left it there for a sec <laughs> and just moved on. Like I like that kind of joke, but I also like a kind of joke where it's like wordplay and stuff like that. So B plus. Okay. Fair enough. I'm I'm kind of on the same page. Um usually in my uh, I I've I've gone on entire rants before about how I I really like my Futurama episodes to have a lot of meaning and a lot of um story and whatnot because like you know the jokes are fine but the ones with actual stuff happening uh tends to to hit me a little bit better Mm -hmm. um this is sort of the rare exception there's not i mean it's just it's zany adventures in a parallel universe um and you do get a little bit of that fry leela thing but otherwise it's sort of a an incidental episode but just something about 
seeing all of these parallel characters, the idea that literally the only thing different in this, the only thing that makes this parallel universe any different is the outcome of coin flips has always tickled me. Um, I just, I find this episode just really, really fun. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm about in that same, same boat. I'm going to give it an A minus. Um, okay. Uh, I love it, but you know, it's, um, it, it's just, it's just straight up fun. If, if I yeah. can get on a, a YFIP pedestal here for a sec, there's a bit of a friend zone sort of theory going on here where it's like, if only Leela would go out with him, they would get married. That sort of hit me a little bit wrong. Yeah. Fair. I mean, it's it's sort of the ongoing theme throughout the original run of Futurama okay. of the, the the whole like friend zone kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fry is a little overly persistent, um, and um, you know you're you're not you're not totally off base with that. Um, it it's it's also just sort of you know was the the will they or won't they was like the thing of the era. You know, right. the Office was big at the time. Sure. Um, I mean, mostly the office. That was a really well, the, big one. the The office was, the office wasn't really a will. Oh, I mean, I guess if you're talking, Jim and Pam was never really a will they won't they though. Like it was a pretty much yeah they're gonna despite her being engaged to someone else. Like what I always liked about Jim and Pam was that there was never any like, oh no, he didn't give her a phone message and now they're breaking up like friends but there was that whole thing in like season three where he starts dating rashida jones's character and sure. pam is really pissed off okay, because fair, she fair, left fair. she left her fiance for jim and then jim moved to freaking new york uh not new york city i don't remember the the city in i don't york, remember either he moves to a whole different state uh starts dating a whole different person and she freaks out about it and yeah, walks no, that's on true. fire in that episode. That's I remember true. that episode. That's true. That's a good episode. Wait, in Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. That that's true. That's true. I guess mm-hmm. I guess I was sort of wrong just now. I I'll, I'll, I'll go with always <laughs> sort of wrong just now. You're right. There was a will they won't they. It wasn't a See when I think of will they won't they I think of friends. Okay, sure. sure. And yeah. I mean friends perfected so, the will they won't they. It, the I guess will they won't they. <laughs> I mean, if you like the will, they won't they. They perfected it. <laughs> right. If Fair. you don't, then Friends is awful, apparently. I, I like Again, I like, uh, I like shows where it's like, will they? They will. Okay, that's established. Okay, yeah. That's fair. I, I get that. Um, <laughs> so now let me Mike, do Mike, how about I'm those so grades? sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a fascinating conversation, but I, I would like to do grades. Um, so I, I, I'm having a hard time, like, like I, I agree with you. There, there. This is one of those kind of zany, fun futuramas that really don't have a lot of consequence to it. I, it's so the the one thing I always look for in a futurama episode is it. it do I want to go like if this came on at you know ten o'clock at night on Comedy Central or on Adult Swim, would I be really excited to watch it? And this one I would. And so I'm 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 in agreement with you guys. That it's 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 zany, it's fun. It it doesn't move a lot of the stories along, but you de- you definitely get this kind of like, well, what would happen if you have two benders together, and what would happen if you have these two professors together? And I I just really always like that kind of play off of each other. I'm gonna agree with you, Ben, that it's an A minus for me. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'm the grump. All right, cool, great. <laughs> Fine. You're the grump by giving it a very 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 very. <laughs> Almost unnoticeable, slight, <laughs> tiny difference. Right, but bit lower. But you know, mm-hmm. then my my face gets plastered all over wanted posters and memes and stuff, just like with like the scowl on my face. Like, hmm, I don't like fun. Oh man, no, we gave we gave the <laughs> Titanic episode oh, uh, like a D and a C, I think. Like and uh, man, we got we got <laughs> crap for that for a couple weeks, like. We sure did. So believe me, a B plus for this episode, you're fine. <laughs> don't don't even worry. But if people um, wanted to immortalize me in a meme, that would be okay too. So if yeah, we love hearing from you. So if you want to immortalize James in a meme, uh, or want to talk about this episode, the outcome of coin flips, uh, parallel universes, um, you know, let us know what color your hair would be because you flipped a coin uh, or not. 
We want to know. So there's plenty of ways you can get in contact with us. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. And we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, do whatever you do on Spotify. I still haven't quite figured it out. And uh, James, where can people find out more about you and your podcast? Well... Multiple podcasts, actually. I do have multiple podcasts. Um, I can't stop starting podcasts. Um it's a it's a problem really someone help me um i have my the main podcast my 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 main podcast is called unabashedly obsessed uh, the blog is at unabashedlyobsessed.com we are on twitter at ufo podcast and i am individually on twitter at unabashed james because james is one letter too long for the adverb to fit we are on facebook at unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed join the group we'd love to talk to you we have a great you know group there and fun conversations and games and and you'll occasionally see aaron and i just decide to do an episode like the next week just right there in the group (laughs) so like it's a it's a fun behind the scenes because we just go there to just sort of hang out yeah so i mean and we're on google play and stitcher we're not on spotify yet though we i do keep doing fruitless searches on Spotify to see if maybe I just have missed an email. So I also have sort of a semi-new podcast. It's in its fourth week. Um, it just packed past the four and a half week mark, though. Um, it is Congratulations. Called, well, thank you. Thank you. It's a big milestone. It's called Blink and You'll Miss It. It's a Blink-182 discography podcast. I'm going through all of the songs of Blink-182, Plus 44, and Boxcar Racer uh, for now. Um, in alphabetical order, and each episode is no more than five minutes long. And it's been a lot of fun and a lot of work. So... (laughs) (laughs) I bet. (laughs) And yeah... Um, I have a I have another secret podcast, but uh, come come track me down. Do do like a two person security thing where like you then join a group or something or follow me on Twitter or whatever, and then I'll talk about that there. Nice. I also tend um, to retweet when I post that other podcast, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like the fact that you've you've enticed the listeners. Like, ooh, I also have a sp- <laughs> a secret podcast. You don't know anything about it, but you want it. Tantalizing, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't listen to my podcast, but you kind of want to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's women for you. Always listening to James's pod, uh, dyeing their hair instead of not listening to James's podcast. <laughs> Um, oh, from your lips to God's ears <laughs> or Satan's ears. Um, he owes me. So, yeah, um, if you want to uh, check out more of James's stuff, uh, those are the many places you can find him. We enjoyed having you on, James. It was a lot of fun. It Absolutely. Was, it was a lot of fun. I'm really excited to, uh, Mike, have you on the Blink and You Miss It podcast. And, uh, Ben, I'm excited about all your future projects that you're working on that you won't tell anyone about. But that I Yeah, I've got... I've got two of them in the works now because, like James, I can't stop making new things. And I can't stop requesting to be guests on podcasts I like the idea of. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, it was was fantastic having you on. And um, for everyone else, um, you know, the uh, March Ocean Madness is still happening. Um, We'll have a little bit on that at the end of the episode. Yeah, I I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, So until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm James. Goodbye Goodbye from from the the world of tomorrow. Welcome to the round four recap. This is the March Ocean Madness Minute. Let's get right to the results. Looking forward to this one, Mike. Dr. Zoidberg told Scruffy to go on break. I've never seen him before, Mike. Bender ignored the hypnotoad's gaze. Leela put Roberto in the HAL Institute for more therapy. <laughs> Fry broke up with Amy again. That's gotta hurt, Mike. That leaves us with only four competitors left, all on the main cast. Here's how the semifinals match up. Dr. Zoidberg versus Bender in a Back to the Futurama co-host grudge match. Hashtag Team Bender. Hashtag Team Zoidberg. Leela takes on Fry. 
Now remember, any coin flips that decide this match will be opposite in Universe Mongooses. I didn't think Team Leela existed until now, Mike. Remember to vote. Voting is happening right now. You can vote to make sure that your favorite character goes on to the final round. Voting will be open until Tuesday, April 10th at noon Pacific time. Noon Pacific. It's very important. With four competitors left, every vote matters. You got that right, Mike. This has been the March Ocean Madness Minute. Ride the walrus.